my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of Black Girls Heal for 2021. I am so excited to have you here with me. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. I hope that you have been treating yourself kindly and giving yourself all the love that you deserve. And if not, it's not too late to start. Start now. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself something kind. You deserve it. You spend all your time taking care of other people, loving on other people, showing up for other people. Let's show up for ourselves today. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So this year, how I wanted to start off is to start talking about something that has kind of been in the works for, I guess, maybe the entirety of my career working through love addiction and helping women heal from intimacy disorders and heal from trauma. Um, I think every year, every moment, every program, every conversation has helped me get closer and closer to figuring out what is the framework, what is the actual goal, what is the picture of what it looks like for a woman to be healed and loved? What is it that she needs to encompass? 
What is it um, that are the milestones? What are the pieces? How can we conceptualize this to make it one whole thing? And I never had the words for it. That wasn't even a thought that that would be something that um, could be so clear um, until now, until not now this moment, but (laughs) over the last, you know, like I said, last several years of me kind of building and seeing, okay, what is, what is all of this for? Um, Yes, to help women change their lives. Yes, to get connected to themselves. Yes, to rebuild their relationships and their self-esteem. But can we put this all in one place? And so I have created a framework called the Healed and Loved Woman Framework that I'm going to start off the beginning of this year teaching to you. Um, This is going to be the framework that everything going forward and even everything before that I've talked about leads into, right? We'll be able to look at what are the different components of each of these parts um, because there are multiple parts of what makes you a healed and loved woman. There are three main parts. I'm going to split up each of the parts in three episodes. So today will be one part and then the next one the next week and then the next one the week after that. And I hope that you find this helpful. I hope that you this helps make it a tangible goal for you of what it means to be on the other side of this. So every woman who has experienced an intimacy disorder or an attachment wound or um, any of those things that um, are familiar to you to talk about, the, the trauma that we may experience growing up that affects how we see ourselves and um, see our relationships, with every decision, with every tool, with every relationship you choose to get in, your North Star needs to be this. This helped me get closer to being a healed and loved woman. Does this relationship cultivate me feeling loved? Does this action cultivate me giving love? Is this action a indicator of me being healed or am I operating out of my defensiveness and my trauma response and my fear of being hurt, my fear of being abandoned? And if that's not what I want, what do the actions of being healed and knowing that intrinsically I am loved and whole look like? Not what I think it should be, not me forcing it to happen, not me, um, you know, you just got to love yourself. You know, I talk about that often, people who will say that, and that is so um, dismissive because often we feel like we are doing it, but we're trying to do it by our own might. We're trying to do it by logically outthinking our pain, um, but that doesn't get us closer to that. So um, I want you to be honest with the decisions that you're making and not making. And if not, we need to change that to help us have actions that do look like us being healed and loved. In our conference this year um, in October, I'm going to be going through this exact model, what I'm talking with y'all about, but going even deeper with the women who attend. Um, But this is going to be your beginning framework. So to be a healed and loved woman, there are three parts, like I said, The first part is, or all three of the parts are looking at the transformation that you will have once you are healed and loved. So the three different parts of of brokenness that you're healing are the intersection between love addictive behaviors, love um, avoidant behaviors, and living in love deprivation. Okay. Each day I'm going to go over each of those a little bit in depth. 
But the transformation we're going from is instead of being love addicted to becoming more love balanced, to go from being love avoidant to becoming more love available and going from being love deprived to becoming more love worthy. And I should say, I know you can't see this because this is a podcast, but this framework is trademark. So if you are liking the teaching or if you like the teaching as I start to explain it over this episode and the next several episodes, and I guess going forward, um, please make sure that you are giving credit to Black Girls Heal, to me, to make sure that you're not breaking any federal protections. And I I just want to say that because again, this is audio, so you can't see like the little symbol. Um, And I just want to make sure everybody, everybody is aware. But getting back to our teaching for today in our framework image, each of these little, um, each of these three parts actually are diamonds and they come together to form a triangle. And I intentionally wanted to make sure that it formed a triangle because a triangle is the strongest shape in geometry. No matter how much pressure you put on a triangle, an equilateral triangle, or maybe other triangles too, um, but for sure an equilateral triangle, no matter how much pressure you put on it, it, it is strong, it is resilient, it is sturdy. And that's what we want to be. We want to be women who are secure in our self-worth, secure in our love, secure in our ability to give love, and no longer being tossed and turned and molded and susceptible to, um, to old messages and old traumas that used to affect us before because we are secure within ourselves, right? So, and then of course, each of these make our diamonds because we are worthy, y'all. We are women who are worthy of the love and connection and and each of the things that we desire and want. So with all that said, let's look at the first diamond, the first diamond of being love balanced. So in order for us to conceptualize love balance, we have to also just define love addiction. So you can listen to episode number five about what are intimacy disorders. If you're new to this podcast to learn more about the definition of love addiction, but in short, it is a persistent obsession of a person, a relationship, or the fantasy of a person or a relationship and mistaking it for love. Again, the persistent obsession of a person, a relationship, or the fantasy of who you want that person or relationship to be and mistaking it for love. And the reason why we call it love addiction is because your ability to let go, um, the, your ability to make decisions that esteem and protect yourself is compromised. Um, you are more focused on getting that person to, to be who you want them to be, to to show up the way that you want them to show up. You are safer staying in your head, staying in fantasy and all of that. And so three things that are really big components of being love addicted are the following. Uh, Someone who struggles with love addiction really truly fears abandonment. They make their decisions out of that fear of abandonment. So either they might be walled up due to that fear of abandonment, or they might chase someone and be overly attached to someone changing and apologizing and coming back because they do not know how to sustain what feels like being abandoned and being rejected. 
Related to that, the second component of someone struggling with love addiction is really needing acceptance. Um, they need to know that everything is okay. They need to know that everything is all right. They need to be uh, assured that that person will not leave, that that person still thinks that they're good enough, that that person still thinks that they're attractive, that that person still thinks that they are a good girlfriend, wife, sister, daughter, employee, whatever it might be. They really need that external sense of acceptance. Or they might, um, and this kind of goes into the other different types, but even you can still struggle with love addiction if you're numb to this. If it is like so, so much of a need, so much of a desire of yours that it feels overwhelming that you actually, instead of going for it or asking for it, you try to numb that desire because it feels too strong and overpowering to you and you don't want to risk the rejection. You don't want to risk putting yourself out there and having people not accept you. So you just act like you don't want it. That is still you acting in the extremes. So when people tell me like they really don't um, care what people say and they don't really care about whether or not they're in relationship, I always give pause and I kind of listen more about what they're listen more to what they're saying. Because sometimes it is coming from a healthy place of being able to be secure in your value and secure in who you are and not needing external praise. But if what they're saying and if their relationships show that they really don't know how to connect to people in a healthy way, you know, if there's like a trail of broken friendships and people that they've cut off or people who've cut them off, um, if they have a lot of defensiveness, if they are hard to kind of get to know and they don't leave with vulnerability, I kind of I kind of just look at and I wonder, do you not care about relationships with other people as a coping mechanism versus this is a place of wholeness and a whole decision for you, right? And only only that person's the one that can answer that, but I just I just kind of wonder about that when that is your leading go-to response. I don't care. It's like, well, do you really care? Because you're saying how much you don't care. <laughs> but again, that's something that only only they would know. But back to this, this description, someone who struggles with love addiction really, really needs acceptance. And the last thing about someone who might struggle with love addiction is that they are consistently attracted to unavailable people and partners. So in a room of 100 people, you are going to find the person who is not going to show up for you the way that you want them to. And this includes people who might start off seeming perfect and y'all have so much in common and there's energy and there's synergy and there's intensity and connection. And then slowly things start to dissipate. And this is the pattern of the relationships that you have. Um, same thing for you consistently finding people in friendships where you are the main giver. Um, that people are constantly taking from you and you are needing to hold all of the emotional space and labor for folks. Um, these are all people who are unavailable to you, right? You are trying to be available to them, but they are not able, not willing, don't want to give you what you are truly asking for. So if that's where we are with love addiction, let's look at what it looks like to be love balanced. So instead of fearing abandonment, you would be someone who actually trusts connection, that you trust that it is safe to be connected to other people, that you trust that relationships can and do last, that you trust that you have chosen correctly and accurately, that you trust that these are relationships that you can depend on and feel safe and secure with, right? That is being a woman who is love balanced. 
Now, let me tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that you listen to me say this and you're like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to trust everybody around me because I want to be love balanced. Because if you have not done your work, if you are still connected to people who are unavailable, what you're going to do is go out and say, okay, Sheena said, the Black Girls Hill podcast said that I need to just put myself out there and be open and trust this person or these people. But these people have already shown that they cannot, will not do not want to show up for you in the ways that you require, the ways that you deserve. And so you're going to get hurt. You are truly going to get abandoned. You may get taken advantage of. You may get cheated on. You may get lied to and re-injured. And so um, part of being loved. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. A balance is also being able to know when someone is available. So let me go ahead and talk about um, that that part. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So if to be a love addict is to be consistently attracted to unavailable people, to be love balanced is you seek and are open to available people only. So you seek and you're open to friendships that are healthy and available, that you seek and are open to um, romantic partnerships with people who are open and available, that you know what availability looks like for you, that you know what it looks like for someone to be healthy and esteem, that you catch the red flags and you move away from the red flags, right? One of the things that I personally have on my list, one of the things that I'm manifesting, I have wonderful friendships, but I really want to, but most of my friendships with the people that I'm closest with are women who are, are single and they are women who I trust with everything and I can call and we can talk and we can laugh and we can like get together. But in this next season of my life, I really want to have mommy friends. I really want to have really close connections with women who are also mothers. Um, and especially if there are also mothers with women who are, um, whose children are in the same stage that, that my son is in, um, or at least closer in age range. And, um, because, you know, there's just different things that I can talk about and, um, that they'll be able to understand and teach me and all of that. And so one of the things that I'm manifesting 
with these new friendships is I want to make sure that I'm friends with women who are available. And when I write that out in my journal, I'm very clear <laughs> the scripting that these are women who are open in their communication, that they expect the best of people, that they apologize quickly, that they take ownership of their part, that they are clear with their emotional intentions and that they laugh quickly and easily. Part of something that I had to learn with some friendships and some partnerships in my past and even some other people who were not friends, but just people who I had around me is I consistently would have people that might not have been as toxic as folks from my past, but they were people who might have held grudges. They were people who might have had feelings or or thoughts about things and wouldn't really express it. And so we would have to navigate and kind of tiptoe around, is this person upset or is they not, are they not upset? Um, I might try to initiate a conversation to repair and they may or may not be open to it. And in this next stage, I'm like, I want friends who are healthy and that's different than people who are perfect, but I want women who are going to be able to, one, not immediately go into their trauma and defense response if there's anything that might be said that might that could be taken out of context, right? That they are so healthy and secure that that's not even an option that that can happen. And if there is something that is said or done that might need to be repaired, that they will come to me, that they are not someone who I always have to initiate or I need to kind of stay up at night and think, okay, did I offend them and overthink? Because that's my analysis is one of my superpowers is what helps me be a great coach is what helps me um, it helped me be a great therapist when I was doing therapy work is what helps me kind of listen to people's story and kind of like look at all parts and all sides before I um, I make a decision or I give feedback or um, even looking at my own part and things but it's also something that will keep me up at night because I will overanalyze and overthink and um and and efforts to try to make sure that I make the healthiest decision and I'm looking at myself and I don't want to have to do all that emotional labor anymore (laughs) I want to be in relationships with people who will share that load or it won't even be a need so hopefully that makes sense for um, someone who's love balanced they seek relationships with people who show from the outset that that's already who they are. Not that they can be, not that they're banking on potential, but that that's who they are. And then the last component of um, being a woman who is love balance is that instead of needing acceptance, that you are self-esteemed, that you are not constantly needing someone to affirm that you are um, a good friend, that you're a good girlfriend, that they don't see anybody else in the world who's attractive and you're the most attractive person in the world. And no one else is beautiful because you're the most beautiful person. Like y'all, I've said this before in the podcast before, God God makes good things. (laughs) So yes, you are fine. You are a wonderful um, partner. You're a wonderful girlfriend. You're a wonderful wife. You are beautiful. And if your partner, it, it, it doesn't take away from your value if there are other people in the world who are also beautiful. It doesn't take away from your value if there are other people in the room who are also smart who can also sing just as well as you, who can dance just as well as you, who can write a report and give a presentation that they are great at storytelling, right? Like maybe you're used to being the best storyteller in the room and there's someone else in the room who gets people just laughing and running around the room um, because they're enjoying it so much. That doesn't take away from your value. 
right? You know how to be self-esteemed. You're not needing outside of yourself to be enough. And on the flip side of that, you're not consistently going into your not enough stance as well and needing people to reaffirm you that you are enough when you are feeling low, that you know how to give to you the nurturance that you're seeking from other people. The other way this might look is false or fake humility. So when people give you compliments and you dismiss them or discount them, or it's hard for you to receive praise from other people because it feels like you're being egotistical or selfish or the right thing to do is for you to push it away versus someone who is self-assured and self-esteemed, they'll be able to fully say, thank you. Thank you. I am a caring person or thank you. I am generous or thank you. I am a good teacher. And they're able to receive just as much as they're able to give because they know that they are worthy of receiving this just as much as everybody else is. And that that nurturance actually feels satisfying. You know, so many of us, part of what happens with us in our self-esteem and self-love journey is we'll take some of the things that I'm teaching here and things that I'm sure you've heard from other amazing um, healing and self-worth teachers and, you know, people who have Instagram followings who are therapists and all that. You'll take all of the things that we talk about and you'll start to tell it to yourself and you'll like do self-talk, but it'll still feel empty. It will still feel like you're kind of like talking to a wall and that's where you'll lean more into try to intellectualize, intellectualizing it and understanding it logically because it still feels kind of like kind of um, empty and like kind of a hole is there. And when you actually tap into being a healed and loved woman, the ways that you self-soothe, the ways that you ground yourself, the ways that you love on yourself actually feels rich and it feels juicy and delicious and it feels um, warm and it feels satisfying, right? And when we are in our, our love addictive state, part of what keeps us connected to these unavailable relationships or holding out hope that these relationships will change is because it feels so good there even if it's for a moment, right? So I know he ain't shit, but when he holds me, man, it feels good. Or I know that she's lying to me, but whenever she looks at me and calls me beautiful, it feels like I can save the world. And we forget the fact that right before those moments happened, that I was up in arms and in tears because I didn't know if I was the only person in this person's life. And I forget the fact that this woman might tell me that I can save the world, but because she's a narcissist, the next comment after that is going to take that all away, right? And I live in the euphoria of these moments and I forget all the pain that comes along with it because that's, my, that's the only access I have to this kind of love and nurturance. So for us to be healed and loved, we have to get to a place where we know how to seek love and be open to healthy love and be open to giving love to ourselves in a way that feels whole and rich and, and real, right? So that is the first component of being a healed and loved woman. Um, I, again, I'm going to be going over the framework for the next couple of weeks. Um, this is just a taste. We're going to go deeper into 
this model and how to apply it to yourself and giving you tools to get there and stripping away all these love addictive behaviors and moving towards being love balanced at our conference that is this October. Um, I'm so excited. We, we are in 2021. So it's about to be here. I'm gonna be able to lead all of you women through this process face to face in person, have hot seats, answer direct questions, coach you all. It's going to be wonderful. Um, I'm so excited. Y'all are going to be able to leave with materials that are truly going to transform your life. And I want you there if you haven't enrolled yet. So you can register for our conferences this October here in Houston, Texas, October 15th through the 17th. It is going to be two and a half days of just healing. And even though we're calling a conference, it's going to be retreat style. There are a limited number of seats because we want to make sure that it's intimate and also have COVID precautions. I know that it's in October. I know that the vaccine is out. I know that people are already getting the vaccine and that it's a long time away. However, we are still going to make sure that everyone who's still kind of weary um, not weary, wary, <laughs> and um, cautious, still feels safe attending and doesn't have to have that be a block to getting the love and healing that they want. So I want to see you there. So to register, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference and go ahead and snag your seat while seats are still available. And that's it for this episode. Next week, we're going to go into part two. And I can't wait to share with you there. We're going to be talking about love, going from being love avoidant to love available. So that's going to be a good one. That's it for this week. I hope that you are taking care of yourself, treating yourself kindly, and doing all the things that make you feel healthy, whole, and safe. Even if it's one baby step, you deserve it. Go ahead and take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.